This right here is the class of 2022, and uh, guys, I'm really disappointed that nobody brought a goat with them this morning. <laughs> um, I mean, as many pictures as were on the screen of y'all with goats, I'm, I'm surprised that nobody has one in the back of their truck. Um, so, you know, I, I, I figured one of y'all bring one with you. But uh, well, we're glad you're here, and uh, today is graduation Sunday, and uh, we're here to represent these, these students this morning, and... Uh, Guys, it's been an honor and a privilege to have been your student pastor the last four years. And uh, when I think back to the moment where I first met them, I'll never forget, I got hired on a Sunday morning, y'all voted me in, and then uh, on Monday morning, I went to church camp with uh, these students, there was about 70 of them, that had no idea who I was. And so I got that opportunity that morning to be able to walk on the bus and say, hey, I'm Crosby, I'm your new youth pastor. And they're like, hey. You know, and so we had a, a, a great experience uh, during that time, and uh, it was definitely a trial by fire, for sure. And uh, so, amen, Joe. Joe was with me on that. And uh, so, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's been an awesome time to, to have been your youth pastor, and, and uh, I just want you to know how proud I am of each one of you, and uh, I can't wait to see what God has in store for your lives. Um, y'all are, are very dynamic students. And uh, I know that in every single day of your life, whether you're in, in, in college or in the workforce or, or whatever it is, that you're going to bring honor and glory to God in everything that you do. And uh, I just want you to know how proud I am of you. And uh, it's been an honor for, for me and Jenna Lee to, to have been part of your lives. And uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, you did it. You're here. And uh, four years ago, I, I never thought that this would have happened so quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure your parents know that as well, you know, where the time has gone uh, for you to see your students up here and their seniors, and uh, they're about to, to go on to, to their new adventure. So I'm going to ask Brother Fred to come up. We're going to have a time of prayer right now over these graduates, and uh, Brother Fred's going to give us some wisdom. <laughs> you are the product of all of the people that's poured into you for all of these years, your parents and your extended family, all of your teachers at school, but especially this great church family. And as you leave from this place, you leave not only with our prayers, but you leave as ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ and of this church that's poured into you so much. What a, an incredible heritage and legacy this church has for so many, many years of pouring into children and youth, raising them up and teaching them how to love the Lord and to be engaged in missions, to be uh, engaged in ministry. And I think that's so, why so many of them find themselves actively engaged in church, teaching and deacons and, and in ministry and missions. It's because it indeed takes a whole church family. And we should all be so very proud. Let's pray over them and covenant to continue our prayers. Father, what a blessing these young adults are. What a joy it's been for this church to watch them. And some of them would look at those pictures and even say, I remember that. I remember that time. Lord, this is a, a special moment for them. It's a time for them to step out and to say, world, here I am. Some of them are moving into college the very first days. Others of them are stepping out of college and into, into life, into the workforce. And Lord, they go with your anointing. They have fallen in love with you, Jesus. And you have used them in so many ways already. And we just ask you to use them wonderfully, 
to bless them bountifully. And Lord, as they go, where they go, knowing that our prayers and our pride in them will follow. Use them for your glory. And we pray this together and covenant to pray for them together. In the name of our Holy Lord Jesus. Amen. Now we've got something special this morning. I've, got, uh, I've asked some of these uh, students that I've got a junior and uh, two freshmen in, in college. I'm going to ask them to come on up this morning. And uh, they're going to share a little bit about uh, what this senior class has meant to them and also uh, just some encouragement of, of what to look forward to at the next level and, and uh, you know, being a freshman in college and what, how they finished their first year and and all that. So this here is Abby Whitfield, and, and uh, Abby's going to talk about how what these seniors have, have meant to her this morning. All right, good morning, everybody. Like Crosby said, I'm Abby. I'm a junior at Stevens County High School, and I've been coming here to Ebenezer since I was itty-bitty in elementary school. So about a week and a half ago, I got a text from Crosby that said, would you be willing to share something on graduation Sunday about what the seniors have meant to you? And I sat for a while and contemplated what in the world I was going to say. I have grown up and pretty much done everything with this group, both inside and outside of church. I've always known that one day they would be graduating and leave me, but it wasn't until Crosby sent that message that it hit me that they were really going to be gone soon. The people that I have always been with will no longer be right beside me. At one point, I was the only one my age consistently coming to church. This group willingly accepted me and made me one of their own. I've made some of the best memories of my life with this group, and I have shared many laughs and many tears with them. Within this group, I have met people who are just like me and people who are very different from me. People I never imagined I would even speak to have become some of my closest friends. No matter how different or how the same we all are, we all have one thing in common. A shared love for Jesus Christ and Crosby's kids. <laughs> one thing I have learned about from this group of seniors is to always surround yourself with good people. Make sure the people that are around you are good influences on you, encourage you, and hold you accountable. And to sum it all up and answer the question that Crosby first asked me, this senior class means everything to me. I would not be the person I am today without their constant love and encouragement. As they move on to their next adventures, I hope that they will always remember the wonderful memories we have made to keep Christ as a priority in their lives and to always surround themselves with good friends. Congratulations to all of you, and may God bless you in the same way that you have been a blessing to me. My name is Seth Jamison, and I graduated last year. I'm a freshman at the University of North Georgia. And two pieces of advice I would like to give these seniors graduating would be, when you go to college, make sure you stay in church. Don't fall out of church, because in college, they'll definitely teach you some stuff that go against what you've grown up learning in church, and you need to stay in church, keep your foundation strong. And I would also like to say to surround yourself with godly people. Thank you. Uh, my name is William Rudisill. I just completed my freshman year here or at the University of Pikeville in Kentucky. And um, when Crosby texted me about a week ago and asked me the same question um, that he asked Abby, um, I was kind of wondering what would I tell myself a year ago um, after I've been through these experiences. And the biggest thing that I could tell these graduating seniors is to let go and let God. Um, you've heard Crosby say that multiple times in the youth group over the years. Um, but you'd never really understand what that means until you're out from under 
a, you know, a protected place like this church. You know, our church has done a great job of, you know, nurturing us all the way through um, with Crosby and um, Pastor Andy and different people who have poured in, um, Brother Fred. And so when you really get out and experience that and, you know, go learn different things that go against your belief, sometimes you got to let go and let God and understand that he's put you in the situation um, because you need to be there and you need to have deep roots in your faith. So thank you. And how awesome is that this morning that we get to, to hear how these uh, students have impacted uh, not only a junior in high school, but also uh, a freshman in college and, and what this senior class has meant to them. And, and not only that to me as well. Um, you know, I've, I've had the privilege to be their youth pastor for the last four years. And uh, honestly, I, I've been dreading this moment for four years just because I knew that this day would come. And, uh, and it's one of those things where, you know, I'm so proud of you. Of, of all your accomplishments, and uh, just keep God first in your life, be in your Bible consistently, find a good church wherever you go to school at, uh, but just know that Ebenezer is always your home, and uh, that we will always be here for you, supporting you in every single way possible, and uh, you know, when you're, when you're off and away, just know that this is still your home. And so I'm proud of you, I'm thankful for the time that we've had with you, and I'm, I'm thankful for these, these students that talked on your behalf and just the impact that you've made on their, on their life. So would you pray with me this morning? God, we come to you this morning, and God, I thank you for this graduation Sunday and what it means to our church family to see these kids go off to the next chapter of their life and excel in, in whatever they, path that they choose. God, I pray that they will keep your word in the, hidden in their heart and that they will put you first in everything that you do. And God, I, I, I'm thankful for the years that I've had with them. God, I pray that they will be arrows against the enemy and that, that when they're on their college campuses, that they bring honor and glory to you in everything that you do. And so God, I, I pray that you'll be with them, give them peace and, and wisdom as they go on to this new journey. And it's in your name we pray, amen. For those of you that don't know who I am, I am Crosby Harbin, and I am the student pastor here. And uh, the title of today's message is called Remember Who You Are. And, uh, you know, when I think about Graduation Sunday and I think about remembering and, and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I think about when, when I was in high school, and I, and I think about what these students have gone, gone through, and, and uh, but... When, when I remember back to my high school days, there, there's a lot of things that come to my mind. Um, first of all, I grew up in a kind of small town. It's a little bit bigger than Tacoa, But Friday night football games were a big part of the community, okay? And uh, so I can remember playing in those Friday night football games and how awesome that was. And I remember after the Friday night football game was over, we would go to Waffle House. And, uh, and I, knew, I know that's kind of a tradition around here, I think. Uh, kids go to uh, maybe the Mexican restaurant or Waffle House or sometimes Dairy Queen or Sonic. just depends what's open. And, uh, but I think about the Waffle House after the football games, and I, and I think about how I, I played for Jackson County, and we weren't real good. And uh, so it was between us and Jefferson, and there was two Waffle Houses in Jefferson that were uh, in between 85. One was on the right-hand side and one was on the left-hand side. And whoever won their football game got to go to the good Waffle House. Yep. So, you know where I went all the time? 
to the bad Waffle House because we were garbage. We were terrible. Uh, up until my senior year, then we actually learned how to play football. Um, but it, it was. It was one of those things that I knew that uh, if we lost a game, I knew that I was going to have to go to the bad Waffle House and I was going to get an extra protein in my food. Somewhere, some way, that was going to happen. There was going to be something that was going to be in my food. And so I, I, think, about, I think about those, those awesome times, uh, you know, hanging out with friends and going to the Waffle House. I think about the great teachers that I had and the guidance counselors that pretty much helped me graduate, okay? And, and I know we've got some of the guidance counselors in here today from the high school, and I just want you to know how appreciated you are because if, if it wasn't for, for some of those counselors to be able to help guide me and, and to, to pour into my life and they believed in me, I wouldn't be standing here today, okay? And I wouldn't have made it out of high school. So, I think about the great teachers and, their, and their, their, uh, their leadership and how they believed in me. I also think of the nicknames that I had. So, the students know this, but most of y'all don't know, but I started losing my hair when I was in ninth grade, okay? And I started to turn out to look like Dr. Phil, okay? And uh, it just was like somebody hit a grand slam on my forehead. It was just like it was going, going, gone. I mean, it was just like, it just, it just it wasn't ending well. And so, I'll never forget... I had the nickname called, I was the old man, okay? And uh, in my locker room, in, in our football locker room, it said, instead of my last name on my locker, it said, old man. And I'll never forget when I was a senior in high school that uh, most of y'all know Benji Harrison, but he coached me in, in, uh, when I was a senior in high school. And uh, they rallied together as a team, and they got me some Bosley. Now... I used it, and guess what? It didn't work, okay? Then they were like, hey, we'll get you some Rogaine. And I'm like, guys, it ain't going to work. So anyway, I ended up looking like, when I was a senior in high school, I ended up looking like a 40-year-old man. And so I'll never forget moments to where I would go to football games, and the referees would look at me and say, son, haven't you already graduated? And I'm like, no, sir, I'm, I'm 18. And they're like, there's no way. And I'm like, I promise you. And they're like, well, do you have ID on you? I'm like, who carries ID to a football game? Like, I mean, what is this? And uh, it's just because Elbert County and Hart County and all those counties that we played, they're just intimidated by me. Uh, that's all it was. And uh, they just took one good look at me, and they were like, man, that's an absolute stud. And uh, so, you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, I, I had those nicknames. And so... When I, when I think about this, and, and, and some of these students have had nicknames along the way, and, and, uh, and so, you know, I, I think about all that. I think about people signing my yearbook, and uh, me and my wife were talking about this last night, about the little acronyms that were in the yearbook, like, for instance, H-A-G-S, which stands for Have a Great Summer, or K-I-T, Keep in Touch, or the best one, don't forget me. Now, when I, when I think about those, first of all, when I look at that, we got to do a better job at learning how to write. Because I'm telling you, these little acronyms, I, I try to figure them out every day, but these students come up with a new way to put things every day. And so I guarantee you, when I look at their yearbooks this year, there will be words that I have no clue what they mean. And I'm going to have to ask Wikipedia for an illustration 
of what these little sayings mean. But I, but I think about the, the, the last one, don't forget me. Now, there's a lot of things that in our lives that we forget to do, okay? There's a lot of things as a husband that I forget to do on purpose, um, and that is to take out the trash. I hate trash, don't want to take it out, and uh, so literally my wife will tell me all the time, Crosby, you need to take out the trash. And guess what? I just so happen to forget. And so, you know, when I, when I think about that, that saying, don't forget me, you know, there's a lot of times in our, after I graduated where, you know, life happened, I got married, I had kids, and all that kind of stuff, and you know what? I forgot them. I forgot some of those people that I went to school with. I forgot, you know, the relationships that we, that we had. And so, you know, the title of today's message is to remember who you are. Because sometimes we forget who we are and whose we are. There's a lot of times that, that we forget that in our, in our lives. And so today, this, this scripture that I'm going to be using is in Ecclesiastes. We're going to be looking at uh, chapter 11 and 12. And... Uh, but that really hit with me to not forget about the people, but not to forget who we are, but whose we are. I, I, I listened to this song that's by Jeremy Kemp called Keep Me in the Moment. And I'm going to read you these lyrics, and, and, and I'll tell you, these, these lyrics are very powerful because there's a lot of times to where we forget who we are, and instead of staying in the moment, we lose sight of what really happens in our lives. And we lose focus of the opportunities that are around us. So it goes like this. It says, I've been thinking about time. And where does it go? How can I stop my life from passing me by? I don't know. I've been thinking about family. And how it's going by so fast. Well, I wake up one morning just wishing that I could go back. I've been thinking about lately. Maybe that I can make a change. And let you change me. So with all my heart, this is my prayer. Singing, oh Lord, keep me in the moment. Help me live with my eyes wide open. Because I don't want to miss what you have for me. See, here's the deal. When I was in high school, and I, and I looked at my, my life in high school, I wanted to be an adult when I was in high school. I was looking forward to, I was like, hey, you know what, when I'm in middle school, I can't wait to be in high school. I can't wait to, to do this. And then when I was in high school, I couldn't wait, wait to be an adult and to get married and not have to worry about my parents and all that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't want to have to do all that. But now that I'm an adult, guess what? I want to go back to high school. Now, that's kind of messed up, right? And the reason why that is, is because sometimes, even as adults, we lose sight of the moment. We, we, we keep thinking about all these things that we've got on going on in our lives and we forget who we are and whose we are. We forget that there's opportunities that are all around us, but so many times that we, we don't keep our eyes wide open instead of we miss the opportunities and we miss those moments. I think sometimes as, as a parent... You know, there's, there's things that, and even as a, as, a, as a student pastor, you know, there's times in my life to where, you know, I miss those opportunities. I miss those moments because I'm so worried about what's next. 
I can remember thinking about those times in high school when I was like, you know what, I, I can't wait to know what my job's going to be or, or who I'm going to marry or how many kids I'm going to have. And guess what? Now that I got them, sometimes I wish I could return them. You know what I'm saying? Like, the students tell me all the time, they're like, did you get a receipt for them? I mean, I'm like, man, but now that I'm an adult, now that I'm a parent, now that I have this life, I'm like, man, if I would have only held on to those moments while I was in high school. Because when freshman year came, I never knew how fast that time was going to go by. And when I saw all these, these seniors up here today, it just made me realize that sometimes we take those moments for granted. And we lose sight of those moments. And so if you'll turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, we're going to be looking at verses 7 through 9, which brings me to my first point. Be excited about being young. So many times in our life, we want our kids to grow up and to be adults because it makes our life easier. I'll never forget when I, when I wished that, uh, you know, I, I, told, I told my wife one day, I was like, man, I wish my son would just walk. Now I can't get him to slow down. You know, we're always going back on what we say, right? And so I'm like, hey, you know what? It'll be, my life will be so much easier when I don't have to carry him around when he can feed himself. Well, guess what? I have to go through the McDonald's drive-thru all the time to get McDonald's chicken nuggets, okay? Or, you know, all these things. And so I, I think about how life has gone and how I'm like, I just wish that my kid would do this. And now they're doing that, and I wish I'm like, nope, I don't want him to do that because they're so active. But Solomon, he's writing in, in, in Ecclesiastes, he's writing to the believer, and uh, we're going to start in verse 7. He says, light is sweet. And it, is pleased, it pleases the eye to see the sun. However many years anyone may live, let them enjoy them all. But let them remember for the days of darkness, for there will be many. Everything to come is meaningless. You who are young, be happy while you're young, and let your heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all these things, God will bring you into judgment. Students, here's the deal. You're about to go on to the next chapter of your life and you've been looking forward to this moment to graduate high school. But Psalm is writing to us to remember that we need to stay young and remember that God gives us the opportunity to wake up and to see the sun and to know that we're not promised another day. So students, there's opportunities that are going to be all around you. There's times in your life where you're going to say, hey, you know what, man, this day's not going my way and, and I got all these college tests and finals and, and all this kind of stuff and I don't know how to handle this, I don't know how to deal with this. Just remember that you are young and be happy while you're young. The scripture said in verse 9 that we're supposed to be happy while we're young and let our heart give you joy in the days of your youth. Don't worry about what the future holds, but live in the moment and seize every single opportunity that's around you. Which brings me to my point number two. Get rid of all anxiety in your life. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 10 says, So then banish anxiety from your heart, and cast off the troubles of your body, for your youth and vigor are meaningless. Here's the deal. There's times in our life, even as adults and as students, that we face anxiety. We, sometimes we, we worry about how a situation is going to unfold or, or what grades we're going to make. 
I can tell you, dealing with, with some of these girls, if y'all didn't know, we had the salutatorian and the valedictorian on stage this morning. And I will tell you, sitting at the lunch table with these students and talking with them, they panic when they make a hundred. I'm telling you, I was grateful to make a 70, okay? Like, I'm telling you, it, it was a blessing for me to make a 70, especially in math. Uh, and so these, these students, they'll be, I'm telling you, they're over, I'm like, you, you, have you studied? And they're like, yeah, I know this. I'm like, what well, you got to be anxious for? And they're like, because I made a 98. That's going to bring my grade down. I mean, most of these kids graduated high school with over a 4.0. That's pretty impressive that these students that we have. And, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I envy them because I didn't have all that jewelry hanging. I didn't, when I walked down to graduate, people were clapping just because I was able to walk, okay? <laughs> but I sure didn't have all that bling hanging and hearing the sound of like gold medals because you're the, you know, valedictorian and salutatorian walking down, clashing together because you're that important. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's, that's pretty special. And so when I think about all this, you know, so many times in our lives as students, they, they will face that anxiety. And, and here's, here's the deal. Scripture says, so then banish the anxiety from your heart, cast off the troubles of your body for your youth and vigor are meaningless. What that's saying right there is, is that we don't need to be anxious. That even in our life as, as an adult, that we need to give everything to God. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything but in every situation, be in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Sometimes we lose sight of that even as adults. Sometimes we get, we get anxious about things. And, and uh, I'll never forget when, when I found out that I was having another little girl. That can make any dad have a lot of anxiety. Just because I know how much that's going to cost. And not only that, but I don't just have one. I got two. And so I'm just waiting on the day where I'm just going to have to pull out my checkbook and just say, here you go, honey. You know, and it, it's going to, going to be one of those things. Also, not only that, but my, uh, my oldest daughter, she's, uh, she's only two. And my wife's already trying to convince me to put her in dance. Okay? So parents, I, I commend you for, for the sacrifices that you have made. But it can bring a lot of anxiety, especially when they're involved in all these different types of things picking them up from school, taking them to baseball practice, football practice, t-ball, whatever it is. Y'all have done a lot. But here's the deal. That we should not be anxious about anything, but be in prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present our requests to God. There's a lot of times that we forget that we're supposed to give everything to God on a daily basis. And that we're supposed to even get our children and prepare them and equip them to not have to worry about anything but be in prayer all the time. Because what our country is missing the most is prayer and these students knowing about the Word of God and knowing Jesus. I deal with kids all the time that have never heard the gospel. Because we live in a culture today where the gospel is not priority in people's lives anymore. People have forgotten whose they are. And that there is a God that is there that sent His Son to die on the cross for our sins, and we forget that in every moment. So instead of us, us being anxious and, and, and all that kind of stuff and, and dealing with it ourselves, we need to give it to God. As William said earlier, my favorite saying to tell these students 
is to let go and let God be Lord of your life. Which brings me to my point number three. Remember who created you. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, we're going to read verses 1 through 7. It says, Remember your Creator in the days of your youth, before the days of trouble come come and the years approach, when you will say, I find no pleasure in them, before the sun and the lights and the moon and the stars go dark, and the clouds return after the rain. When the keepers of the house tremble and the strong men stoop, when the grinders seize because there are few, and those looking through the window grow dim. When the doors down the street are closed and the sound of grinding fades, when people rise up at the sound of birds, but all their songs grow faint, when people are afraid of heights and of dangers in the streets, when the almond trees blossom and the grasshoppers drag itself along and desire no longer is stirred, then people go to their eternal home and mourners go about the street. Remember him before the silver cord is severed and the golden bowl is broken, before the pitcher is shattered at the spring and the wheel broken at the well, and the dust returns to the ground it came from, and the Spirit returns to God who gave it. See, Solomon is writing in Ecclesiastes to believers to remember your Creator in the days of our youth. See, here's the deal. We've got to be, as parents, grandparents, adults, We've got to be teaching our children and that we've got to be looking in verse 1. It says we should be looking at the world through the lens of God's word and teaching the children his word, especially while they're young. See, here's the deal. We've lost sight of teaching our kids at a young age about God's word. We've lost sight of, of teaching them and equipping them to be able to go out. We've lost sight of that. And we're raising up a generation of, of, of students that have no idea who Jesus is and what the gospel is and what it can do for their life. Because we've lost sight of whose we are. Solomon makes it clear in, in, in verses 2 through 7, he says that we need to stay in the moment and seize the opportunities given to us by the Lord. I'll never forget when I was in high school, um, I played football, and, and uh, I'll never forget, I had this student that uh, he, he sat beside me in the locker room for three years. And Pastor Fred shared this story um, a couple weeks ago, but I'll never forget, he sat beside me in the locker room for three years. And I knew he was lost, I knew he didn't know Jesus. And even as a senior in high school, I missed an opportunity to share Jesus with him. I never told him about Jesus Here's the deal, I grew up being a pastor's kid, I I knew all the right answers, I knew how to lead somebody to Christ, but I never shared Jesus with him. We graduated high school, life went on, I got my first job to become a fireman, and I'll never forget getting the call to his house. And I'll never forget, I knew whose house it was because I'd been there many times, and I'll never forget walking in the door and finding him laying on the floor, deceased. To find out that he had overdosed on drugs. And I missed that opportunity. I'll never forget sitting there every single practice or before every game for three years. And I never shared the gospel. And folks, let me tell you something. That will stick with me for the rest of my days. Because I'll never forget the opportunities that I've missed. 
So Solomon is making it clear that we need to stay in the moment and seize the opportunities that are given to us by the Lord. See, there's opportunities that are all around us, but so many times we lose sight of those opportunities and we're worried about everything else that's going in our life instead of taking hold, staying in the moment, and finishing those opportunities that God has given us. And I'll never forget thinking that if I only would have shared the gospel with him, that he would not be spending eternity in a place called hell. That if I would have, if I would have seized the opportunity and taken hold of it, that he would not be spending eternity in hell. In Tony Evans' commentary, he says this about this scripture, and it's so powerful. He says, Adopt a God perspective. If while you're young, you're always dying to do this and dying to do that, but one day you'll be old and discover that you're just dying. Here's the deal. So many times in our lives, we're, we're so focused on the next chapter of our life. We're so focused on the future and what the future holds or who we're going to marry, the kids that we're going to have, all this kind of stuff, but we lose sight and we don't seize the moment. Which brings me to my last point. Never forget what God started and allow Him to finish. Never forget what God started in your life. I, I, can, I can think back to when I was 19 years old when I got saved, and I'll never forget that moment when I gave my life to Christ. What God started in me that day that I gave my life to Christ, I will allow Him to finish because one day I will spend eternity in heaven and He'll look at me and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Students, here's the deal. I challenge you to live your life in everything that you do. Bring honor and glory to God. Don't be anxious about the next chapter in your life. Don't worry about the, the things that are going to happen. Don't worry about who you're going to marry. Don't worry about what job you're going to have. But keep yourself in the moment. And don't forget who created you and who loves you and who died for you and who gave you life. Never forget what God started, but allow Him to finish it. Would you pray with me? God, we come to you today and God, I, I thank you for this group of seniors. God, I, I thank you for this Sunday and what it means for our church to be able to, to, to raise these people up to be arrows against the enemy for you. God, I, I pray a special prayer over them that you'll use these students in a mighty way. Whether they're graduating high school or college, whether they're going out into the workforce, God, I pray that you'll raise them up to help us raise the next generation to bring honor and glory to you in everything that we do. God, I thank you for these, this, this church and what it means to these families and to these students. God, for the, the efforts that we put into pouring into these students' lives. But now, God, it's time for them to be, to be sent off to the next chapter of their life. God, I pray that they'll be anxious about nothing, but find prayer in everything and give everything and honor and glory to you. God, I pray that they will never miss an opportunity that you put in front of them. And God, I pray as even adults, that when you put the opportunities in our lives, that we stay in the moment and we seize the opportunity. 
God, thank you for this church and how we're intentional about pouring into students' lives. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.